passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vault Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Ferguson, joined with Reed Bacon. I think I speak for all of us when I say, whew, that was a barn burner. My heart was palpitating for about, uh, let's say, four hours, uh, which is, you know, what's new at a Tennessee game? Uh, we're going to talk all about this, but before we get into that, a little bit of news. Me and Reed are going to be at the Tennessee-Florida game here in two weeks. We are going to set up a kind of meet and greet, very relaxed, very chill. We're just going to be outside of the library across pedestrian, um, set up with a couple chairs and some beer. And if you guys want to come, talk to us, talk football, ask us some questions and pal around. We'll be there from 1 to 2 p.m. If you don't, Cool. Don't have to, but we're going to be there and enjoying ourselves, enjoying the sun and getting ready to whoop up on Florida. Um, If you guys are watching and listening right now, please leave a comment, like, and subscribe to this video. It helps us a lot. If you're just listening, rate and review, uh, download for us. And then you can follow us on social media at Believe in Tennessee for our main account at rbacon26 or read at Kyler Curbison for myself. Um, and in this podcast, we're breaking down the offense, telling you guys what's going on, explaining why drives didn't work and why other drives did work on the defensive side. We're explaining why Pitt had success when they did and the great parts about this defense and why they had so much pressure, why you know we were able to win this game in the end. So we get dive deep into all of that, um, and it's another great pod. So... Without further ado, let's jump into it. By the game, snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Loads up. Fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee to one. Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pence. Touchdown on play number one. 
All right. So before we get into the podcast, we got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. You guys know, I say it every podcast, it is the place to go for all your betting news and odds and sports, everything. That This is the place, okay? With BetOnline, you get the most up-to-date fighting news. You get to bet on MLB games going on right now, NFL. I mean, you can bet on anything, team total wins, division wins, uh, individual players, all of it, okay? So now is the time to sign up. At Bet Online, you can sign up on your mobile device or you can uh, go online, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE at checkout. That's B-L-E-A-V. And you get that 50% welcome bonus. So, Listen, y'all, please use that. Please go to bet online when you're doing all your sports betting. It makes things a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. Um, and I always love them. They're the place to go. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Another exciting podcast ahead. Uh, I think I took more notes than I've ever taken before uh, reviewing a game. I think. My co-host Reed can speak the same, um, but dang, was that close. Uh, I feel a lot better now that we're through it and we're on to the next week, but uh, let's break everything down before we get into that. First and foremost, Reed, how are we doing, bud? V, O, L, S, V, O, L, S. V-O-L, let's go, balls, go. Ah! Let's go, baby! Massive, massive win, massive Huge. win. I, I died laughing at you. You and I text a little bit during these games, sometimes more than others, but I think we know since we're going to talk that we don't as much. I have another yeah, one. I, I, kind of I really don't want like any kind of influence before we jump into this. Right, right. And so I have another group that I talk with a bunch of guys, but – you did say that you like jumped up and gorilla beat your chest during the middle. And I was like, bro, I literally did the same thing. I forget what happened was, but I was sitting outside on the porch. My dad and I were just watching it outside and the countless amount of times that I jumped up and I was like, let's go. Like, come on now. Like, ah, like it was ridiculous. It was, I mean, I literally had a headache after the game because I just yelling like a dumbass. Yeah. And uh, more defensive plays always get you fired up too. So I'm sure. Oh, sacks the turnovers well you know it could be like it could be like second and four and if a linebacker just scrapes over the top and makes a good stick then that gets me fired up but I was very fired up for this game offensively because I I I got a little nervous Kyler so I'll just start and say uh, I had a great weekend uh until Sunday around 7 30 and uh the Titans just, man, not only was that a – and that's so Titans, man. It's so on brand. But I usually have good gut feelings about Titans. I said, it's on yeah. brand for us to lose this. I said, but I still think they will. And then watching the the first half of the game, I was a little upset that we didn't capitalize. But, like, my man, Jeffrey Simmons, easily climbing the ranks as one of my favorite players of all time. I, I just wish I could go back and just come back as, as, as a friggin' six – 
four, two, uh, six, four, 310 pound defensive tackle. Like, I just want that. I just want to go out there and just gorilla people around. But anyways, it's, so, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I know you got to, you got to do it <laughs> in high school. So, um, but anyway, so I'm watching the Titans and besides that, like I ended up losing probably like, I had like the Titans in probably three different beds. So I lost about 120 bucks on the game, which absolutely made it worse. Yeah. And then I was like, and, and I was like, you know what? Screw the money. Just make the kick, Fat Randy. And he missed it. And uh, so that was brutal. But other than that, it was a good church service. Obviously, a hell of a Titans game. I got to see Matt Seaver, which is one of my good buddies that I hadn't seen in a while. I got to go see his daughter, Nora Reed. Yeah. So, and that was that was so awesome when I remember him telling me that that they were her middle name was going to be Reed, and after me, which was a, I, I still think he might have been like. He says he's serious. I think he might be halfway joking, but it was a huge honor. So I got to go meet her for the first time on front on Saturday, which was great. And then Friday, I want to give a shout out to uh I kind of just call him my Bible study guys now, even though Jackson Slagle is one of my great friends. He, he and I were neighbors for the longest time growing up, but him and a guy named Joseph Key have started talking about this podcast. So we went out to lunch on Friday and they were talking about it. And like they've been listening. I was like, You guys are listening to it? And they're like, Yeah, like. And neither of them are big football guys. Here's the crazy one, though, is Tom Slagle, Jackson's dad, who was great. I've Obviously, he was my neighbor when I was growing up. Great. And Jackson's like, yeah, Tom listened to it. And I was like, what? You're, I was like, Tom listened? I was like, let's go. <laughs> so, so it was obviously it was a great weekend. You know, like I said, seeing those guys Friday, playing a little golf Friday night or Friday afternoon, and then a huge Tennessee win, and then church, and it's all great until Titans. But, hey, you know what? No biggie. Um, how was your weekend? Because I don't, I don't even know what the hell you did this weekend. Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, so Saturday, we still searching for things. We went and picked up new nightstands, um, and then picked up a clock uh, that my wife wanted, and then got back, watched the game. Just literally, that was all I was paying attention to. Uh, then got to watch Kentucky beat up on Florida. Lock of the week, baby. Lock of the week. Hey, you, bro, you called it. And and I told you immediately, I said, I like where your head's at, Kyler, because Kentucky always does that to them. And always. And uh, bro, you could have won that thing money line, you know, know. but you you I were know. I know you were I we, just taking the money line. In the in the golf world, what you had though with the points was a stress-free, easy tap-in birdie or par. I mean, it was just a stress-free – yeah. I mean, because going into that game, I think you – I don't even know what the line closed at. You probably had them at eight points or something, and, hell, they yeah. easily won the game. Yeah, it was easy. Um, so, enjoyed that Saturday night. Uh, and then Sunday, just did some chores around the house, cleaning up, organizing, switched – this around a little bit so my desk is in a little different place um still it it will probably change i have no idea but who cares about what's behind me <laughs> y'all aren't watching right. for what's behind me so um but pretty mellow weekend unless there is a trip that i take i'm trying to have the most mellow weekend i can like i, I very much enjoy turning my brain off on the weekends did you watch titans 
I did not watch the Titans because I was watching rewatching the game. So I was like keeping updated scores and stuff when I was doing it. And that was pretty disappointing. I'll I'll say so. Yeah. My weekend was all football because I, after church, I ran some errands, had to go to Edwin Watts, get some, I had to get a new range finder, but you know what? My Bushnell, he gave it all he had. I had him for 11 years. And so I finally got to get a new range finder. That's impressive. I know it was, but then I made it back home. And I could have watched the UT game. I said, no, nah, I want a little, I want a little leg, a little, a little um nap. But I ended up kind of sleeping, but I was really mainly watching red zone. And then woke up to the Titans, watched the Titans, and then basically took a little bit of time off and then came back and rewatched this. And easily the most notes I've ever had. And and I'll admit to you, like I stopped taking notes into the second quarter because I had like four pages. I was like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. Like, I mean, we don't have time to talk. Like, I can't give these people a synopsis of basically of every play. You're like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm killing the trees here. Seriously. But, uh, yeah, so I stayed up last night and did it. And then um, – but, anyways, I'm excited to talk. I, we, I don't know what your feelings are about this. I actually feel a little bit better after watching the film. Um, yes. I, 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 you know, so – but, anyways, do you want to uh, – Yeah, so – Obviously, we're going to go through this entire game. We'll do the offense and then the defense like we did last week. But just brief to talk about Akron so everyone knows what's going on. Um, listen, there's not much to, te- to say. Hey, 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 actually, I'm so sorry. I just forgot about something. Before – let me interrupt you. Before we do this, so because we're eight minutes in, next week yes. for Florida – so Kyler and I and one of my other buddies, like we've said, we, we already have our tickets. We're going. I think Kyler and I are going to um, going to. We're, no, we're not thinking. Excuse me. I was trying to think and talk same time. So Kyler and I are definitely going to the Florida game. We are going to set up. It's going to be the most relaxed nonsense thing. Like we're not going to have a tent. We're literally bringing two chairs. I'm probably going to stop and get some firehouse subs or some sort of food. We're going to get, we're going to get probably a six pack of beer, 12 pack of beer and two chairs. And if you guys want to come by, we would love to meet some of you all. We would love to meet you guys. Definitely. Chat and talk. I can't, I can't believe this stuff is coming out of my mouth that people want to meet us for this. But if, <laughs> if, if one person stops by, it'll make my day. And, and I, I mean that I'm not, I mean, I almost feel kind of embarrassed even saying this, but we're going to be, so what we talked about is if you're walking out, if you're walking out of the library on the bottom end and you have pedestrian, if you're watching on YouTube and you get, you walk out of the library, you get pedestrian walkway, the road right here to our left, the stadium to the left, you kind of have um, McClung tower. I think that's whatever tower that is that I used to have to go into for um, your advisory meetings. And then you have ball village. We yeah. are going to be set up just right in that grass, right in front of the road, basically right across pedestrian walkway from the uh, bottom of the library entrance. I hope mm-hmm. that you guys know, like we're not going to have a sign up or anything. Just look for the massive man. <laughs> you know, just look for, look for Kyler. You'll see two of us sitting there. I'll tweet this stuff out. Um, and yeah, we'll, we would love to see you guys. Yeah. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, we are going to like, you know, tailgate before that, but then we just wanted the opportunity to like, it literally, if anybody just wants to come and talk football with us, like we will talk with you for an hour. We're just going to be there from one to two and we'll just talk and do whatever you guys want. Like I just wanted to get a chance to meet you all because it's literally so cool that you support us and that you watch and that you listen and that you're like 
wow, I actually like their opinions. Like, it's just kind of a very cool thing to hear. So um, that will be a ton of fun. Uh, so anyways, to talk about Akron real quick before we get into Pitt. Listen, Akron last week just lost to Michigan State and their defensive-minded head coach 52 to nothing. Um, I don't see this being very much of a challenge. They haven't had a winning season since 2015. Um, they literally had the worst defense in college football last year. So this is another Ball State game. This is another get some reps for second string guys game. This is all that kind of stuff. Uh, not much of a worry. Maybe some stat padding for some of our guys getting some, you know, stats on the year. But, uh, yeah, that is <laughs> that is pretty much it. Um, okay, so let's jump into this pit game. I say we go offense to start, and I think it's better if we go through the game. Um, I think overarching points is going to be kind of hard to not like just start talking about the second half. You know what I mean? So let's go, let's work our way through the game. Let's start at the beginning. Let's start with our first couple drives and what we saw and why we think those got stalled because my interpretation of it is just little, just 10 of the 11 guys did the right thing and one guy didn't. And that's all it takes. And, and it was, I felt like that they were super relaxed versus ball state. And this is the game that had their jitters. I mean, stupid penalties all throughout the game, you know, just, whatever was happening would drop balls and overthrows and all that kind of stuff. So to start, like literally the first play of the game was a tackle for loss. And we only had five on the game total. So it's like, we really like could run the ball whenever we wanted. And like our offense was still doing what it needed to do, but like that just get behind the chains and then you get drops by Cedric, which continued throughout the game. Um, and Hooker just, you know, first like three out of four passes, he's just launching it and just overthrowing guys. Um, you know, he, he overthrew Jalen on the first third down, which was wide open. You know, Jalen was in man coverage. If he throws it in the right spot, it's a catch for sure. Um, and then the second drive, he overthrows fans. So it's just like, Calm down a little bit. I know you got jitters. I know we're on the road. I know it's a ranked opponent. Like, it's your first, like, big game of the year. But, like, like breathe, bro. Breathe. Um, And then, I mean, there was, like, miscommunications. There was just miscommunications between O-line and, like, who to block on certain plays. Um, Some tight end protection issues. Uh, I I mean, Fant completely – destroyed the third drive by completely whiffing on his blocking assignment, giving up a sack. And then the next play, pass interference by literally just blocking a DB when we're trying to throw the ball. And it's like, okay, well, like, what do you want us to do as an offense? It's, that's one guy out of 11 that's messing everything up. That's why football is such a difficult sport. Like you can't just be LeBron James and just do whatever you want in the court. Like you have to mesh with everyone else. 
Now, let's before we get further into it and start talking about when they ramped it up, do you have anything to add to like that first part? Uh, yes, I do. And here we go. Ah. Ooh. Ooh. So we got Kyler. You look good, bud. We got Kyler and we got Kyler Jr. here. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. We'll see how long this hat lasts because I just feel like such a doucher when I wear backwards hats. Okay. Um, I first off, I got I have to start here. Um, thank you to all the fans. Like, seriously, like I I just I get so juiced and so proud. I'm like, I'm not surprised, but like the fans that went there and showed up. Awesome. Awesome. Like it looked like a it looked like a bowl game or, uh, you know, like we're in an NFL stadium. It's a bowl game because we have just as many fans there or whatever. Yeah. Um, of course, shocker. I love the all whites. I think we looked clean and fresh. Um, another shocker. I, I agree completely with you. I did allow myself to get nervous during this game. And it's so funny that if we had done this podcast after the game and I didn't watch film, which I do think is normal, that's what normal humans do. They just watch a game. And I don't even know how intently you are watching the game. I have gotten less intent because I know I'm going to rewatch it. And what I mean by that is I'm still like super locked in, but like, Compared to when I didn't rewatch games, like I, I was, you know, I wasn't texting, I wasn't doing different stuff, I wasn't fixing food. But now I kind of will watch it, and then because I know I'm going back. But yeah, if we had done this podcast or talking about it later, I would have been like, "What the fuck's going on here?" Yeah, but exactly. I, I, but I agree completely with you that it was just one little mistake here, one little mistake there. You know, like you said, Hendon need to take a deep breath. Everyone saw that. We're not telling those people anything they don't know. You know, you got to hit Jalen when he when he's open, like all those things. What I would have said to you, Kyler, and I still believe it a little bit, I do think that this team – one thing I think this game did for me overall was that I think we have a a pretty high ceiling. I I think this team has a high ceiling, but I also think they have a pretty low floor, meaning if we do dumb stuff, we turn the ball over – we, you know, uh, make little mental mistakes. We just don't execute. Then yeah. I do think that we can allow teams to beat us that maybe shouldn't beat us or to stay in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, there was a great victory to do what they did because I personally do think that Pitt is a pretty good team. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to finish. I think the ACC's kind of garbage, but I don't, so I don't know how they'll finish, but like they were going to play hard. They're gonna they're gonna play physical. They're they're not gonna give you anything. They're gonna make you earn it. Like I even thought I was impressed with the backup quarterback, how he came in and handled himself. I was impressed with Slovis, man, how he stood in there and was taking shots and still dialing up pressure. The other thing about this game is too, what why I got nervous early was because it just seemed like the ball wasn't bouncing our way. I mean, there were legitimately four times <laughs> where where we bat the ball. And, and and two of them were like, they should have been picked. They weren't even batted balls. They, no, they one literally hit Jeremy in the hands as he went up. Right. And then they – not only does the other – not only do we not pick it, but the other team ke- pick, catches it and, like, gets yards out of it. So, it's like – it's like, what's, like, what's going on here? So, that makes me nervous a little bit. Like, I'm that guy that, like, will watch a game and, like, you know, sometimes today is just not your day. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And so, like, I even felt that way with the Titans game yesterday. It was like, we're just doing everything we can to give them the game. 
Yeah. And thank goodness for the volunteers. Like we stepped up and made made plays when we needed to. But to finish that off is like I think this team can go out and beat some some really good teams and compete with some good teams. But I think if they do some of that dumb stuff where where you know one person's not on on line, then then yeah, I I, I agree. And you I think know, it's still um, like pretty. I mean, with all of the mistakes that were going on, we still scored thirty four points and beat a ranked team. It's like this is why everyone's excited about this team is because you're the ceiling and the floor. Like this is like close to the floor where we messed up this much and we still won the game. Right. right. That ugly win just kind of like, it's great for teaching points. Everyone's going to go into go and film every single person that one sec player of the week that is on all the award watch lists because they had big stats. Cedric is going to go in and go, those drops are unacceptable. Hinden's going to go and say those overthrows are unacceptable. You know, Byron Young's going to have plays, even though he's like up for SEC defensive lineman of the week, where he's just going to say, that's unacceptable. Like, I shouldn't have done that. And we'll talk about that stuff later. But like, that's a great, that is a great win where you have teaching points in there. And it's like, not, you, you weren't even close to your best and you still won the game. That, that, that makes me feel awesome moving forward, especially since it was versus a ranked opponent, not just a cupcake, not this isn't Appy state in 2016. This isn't Georgia Southern or Georgia state or whoever we you know lost to. It's like, no, this was actually a really good team and we still won. Well, that's why I tweeted that out. I mean, do you know how incredible it is to be like, you know, after the game, you, you 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 go and maybe after you've celebrated with your team and stuff, and you go up and you, you know you like you hug your mom or your dad or your girlfriend, and it's incredible because you can just be like, wow, like we won, but you're like, damn, I left some out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Damn, like you know, I'm just putting myself in Cedric's position. I'm like talking to my dad after the game, and I'm like, he's like, you know, great game, great win. It's like, you know, yeah, I had, you know, I'm looking at his stats: nine receptions, 162 yards, and one, you know, tutty. But I know for me. When I lay down at night, I'm all I'm going to think about is the one I dropped that hit me in the face mask, or maybe one of the big time slants that would have kept a third and four going that mm-hmm. I need to catch, mm-hmm. or like Hendon, twenty seven to forty two, three twenty five, and and two touchdowns. I mean, if Cedric catches that one deep one, you know it's three touchdowns. But then again, if I'm Hendon, I'm like, well, maybe if I can put the ball on some better spots, my completion percentage is better. Maybe yeah. we keep drives going. Maybe I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I, at least me personally, as an athlete, that's how I was. Like, I was always thinking, yeah, man, I had 14 tackles, but damn it, I missed two tackles in the backfield. That would have been TFLs. So, like, you can, you can, and, and it's nice because when you win, you can still smile about it and be like, but, and be like, thank goodness we won, but I still want to be better. Yeah. Compared to when you lose, it just fucking sucks all the way around. It sucks. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you play great. If you lose, it still sucks. Yeah. It's, it's awful. And you know what? If there's guys, that are happy because they played well, even after a loss, those are guys I don't want on my team. Yeah. They're just, that's the most selfish of selfish shit. But yeah, I mean, just to kind of dive in on some of these, or, or, or go ahead, are you going to start talking about some plays offensively? Yeah, so I was just going to just bring up some stuff. I love that we ran draws. I thought those were great, the quarterback draws, especially yep. with Jabari and Jalen being lead blockers in it. I think that's a great wrinkle into our offense. And their defensive line was known to rush. They're known to come. So it was like that was part of the game plan. Like that was good. 
some technique stuff like linemen need to kind of spread their splits a little bit and like make sure and get beat outside. So it's opens up. I mean, it was tight running lanes for Hendon. Um, I honestly like was impressed by Pitt's defense. Like I rewatching, I was like, Oh, this is man coverage when a play would start. And I would be looking and go, Oh, that guy's going to blitz. And they wouldn't, or they shift a zone. And I was like, oh, wow, they actually did a very good job, like, disguising things, even from the wide copy. And I'm watching afterwards. It's, like, a good disguise. So, uh, you know, I'll give it up to Pitt for doing that. Um, I think, you know, I there were plays with, with Jalen Hyatt that it was like, hey, good job. You got that catch and you got you got the thing. Hey, great route on your attempted touchdown catch. Like, I really thought that was a very good route that he ran and he got open, you know, stepped out of bounds. That stinks. But then, like, at the end of the the game and we're trying to drive down the field and he's not even attempting to go for extra yards. He's being very soft and just running out of bounds. I'm like, bro, who – like, have you ever seen an NFL wide receiver do that ever? Like – fight for your yards like do something like a a second and one is a lot better than a second and six and like it's like what's going on that's that's why i tweeted that out about jalen and and i know people think that we don't like him i thought he played a a fine game but the way that people talk about him is is i i mean yesterday if i watched that game i just think he's a pretty fine like three receive number three receiver but people have talked about him as if he was going to be the next great receiver at Tennessee. And I, I am much more confident in Brew McCoy now than, than I am Jalen Hyatt because, and and if you want to go back and watch, it was three. And the only reason I know this is because I was just watching the third quarter um, right after work before we started doing this, but it was, I think it was five Oh nine and he catches one and he gets up field seven, eight yards and kind of does a little pitter patter and then kind of just like takes himself out of bounds. And I'm just like, I don't I don't like people teams that I root for, and I did, I did not like when I used to play. And we would have running backs or receivers take themselves kind of out of bounds, like that. Like, excuse my language, but that's you know that's well I, I won't say it, but that I just don't like. <laughs> Everyone knows what you want to say. <laughs> yeah, I just I just don't I just don't like that stuff, man. It's like it's you know I'm not calling someone afraid of contact or whatever, but like fight fight for what you can get. Like that's what made. Not only does that make you know, the fans love you. That's why people love Jawan and all these other people. Like, but that's also just what makes you a, a, a great football player because you can take – and like what I've been saying for a couple of years now with Heupel, Heupel's going to get people open, but are you just going to catch it and make eight yards? Yeah. Or are you going to catch it make two dudes miss and house call it? Yeah. So, so uh, I think you know I, what? It's- I think that's where we're coming from, where, you know, people might not remember or, like, pay attention to the guys in the past, but, like, Jalen, I'm comparing you – to Juwan Jennings. I'm comparing you to Cordero Patterson. I'm comparing you to Justin Hunter. I'm comparing you to Josh Malone. I'm comparing comparing you I'm to just- past Tennessee wide receivers. And do you think ever, ever Juwan would do the same stuff that Jalen said? No. Never. He would but, throw but, but a dude before he would go out of bounds. But I don't even want I don't even want to bring up Juwan Jennings because I know people were like Brew McCoy caught that one on the sideline, which was a heck of a play to catch it, break the tackle five more, and everyone's like, Oh, 
he's got that dog in him. And like, first off, like, I think we throw around dog mentality, like way too much, like, like in the way of like comparing him to Juwan, like, bro, this is his second game here. Like Juwan did it for years and made massive, massive plays. Mm-hmm. I get the comparison, but I almost am like tired of it. Like, let's just not, it's, it's a disrespect thing to Juwan, but yeah, I mean, I'm even comparing Jalen to last year, you know, to, to, to VJ and to Javante Payton, you know, and, um, and I do think it's going to be very important. I didn't mean to get on this tirade early, but like you can't as great as Cedric Tillman is. And honestly, I don't fault him a ton for some of the drops. Like I know that touchdown drop was a bummer, but I'm more worried about the drop that was like a third and four that hit him in the chest. It was a slant like the, to keep a drive going, that's what I'm more worried about than taking a deep shot like that. But listen, dude was targeted 18 times. Like, so you're going to have a couple drops unless you're literally like, you know, you're a great of a great, like, and I'm going to say Larry Fitzgerald because he's yeah. a guy that had more tackles than he had had drops in his, in his, but, yeah. but that, guy's all, that guy's a hall of famer. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I'm trying to think of all the receivers that had great hands of like Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, um, you know, and I'm not, you know, Randy Moss was amazing, one of the best of all time, but I'm talking about like more possession guys that are going to always catch it, yeah, and not drop it. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't fault him a, a ton because, yeah, you got to catch some of those to keep drives going, but like, bro, he's already putting the team on his back 18 targets, like, he's got to have some help, he's got to have some help. And the one thing is a receiver, and I'm and I put myself in that situation. And I even thought about it for Jalen. Like in that 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 point where I was talking about the 509 mark in the third quarter, Jalen catches two in a row, and then they tried to run an in around to him. I don't love that. Three plays in a row, like anyone's gonna be a little gassed. Sure. So like so when Cedric has some drops, like it's easy for us to be like, man, you gotta catch that ball. But like bro's been out there running his ass off and like it, you know, those are that's what makes you great. I get it. So yeah, can, t- can someone else help him out? Right, but that's what. But my point is, instead of beating up on him on some of the drops, like, mm-hmm. no, nah, I need some other guys to help step up a little bit. Um, let me let me jump into just a couple of some of these plays. So first drive, you know, I've you know, great job by the offensive line. Uh, Tillman's got to catch, you know, and Hinton's got to settle down. Whatever. Okay, yeah. second drive, uh, O line. I thought did a nice job. Um, I thought their protection was great. Throughout the game, I thought there were one or two plays where, like, Spragans got a little too head heavy. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just trying to kill a dude because that's his mentality. Right. And got beat. Um, I think Cooper also did that. But, like, Mincy and Darnell wasn't awesome. even worried. They, did, uh, they yeah. played great. I was I was saying that to a buddy last night. I was like, you know, I'm, and, but, but you got to think about this. I, as a matter of fact, this is Saturday night. I said this before I watched the film. And I said, you know, really the only one I don't really have to worry about is Darnell at all. You know, and Mincy, I think Mincy's a fantastic player. I, I, you know, you got to keep your hands inside on that one hole, but it happens. But, like, blocking-wise, like, I love Jacob, my, our man, and I thought he had a, a good game, but he missed a pretty bad one. You know, um, Princeton missed a couple. Jabari missed one. Hell, they both missed one on the same play. That was a hell of a, a drive stopper in the third quarter. Yeah. But, like, I actually did think that the offensive line, I, I thought they played, you know, pretty well. And that yep. and that was one thing early on that, like, if I had not gone back and watched the film, I would have been, like, a little worried about them. But anyway, so, um, sick, you know, on the second drive, second down, I thought Hendon maybe held it a little bit too longer. It's okay. He's fa- he's fabulous when he steps up in pocket. That guy gets more yards out of nothing. But sometimes it's, crazy. it's okay. 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but sometimes it's okay to throw it away instead of taking a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third and six, um, let's see, what was this? Oh, so the third and six, um, oh, excuse me, third down, they brought six. Jabari falls. Someone on the O-line didn't pass off, and that's what got hit and hit. But he still did a hell of a job of getting some stuff out on it. So it was like each one of that you said, and then let's go to the third drive here. Um Good, hard running by Jalen Wright. Yes. If, if that guy had not had that fumble, it would have been a hell of a game for him. And here's the stat. So he ran nine for 47 yards. Hendon went 15 for 27. And Jabari went 10 of 17. You know, but, like, I thought Jalen ran super hard. And it was later in the game, I think, second quarter, when we were second and 19. Yeah. And he got 13 and, yards. Well, I think it might have been, like, 14 or 15. Because he, he – and it was all effort. The thing is, the, I watched it. The line did a pretty good job, but what did you always say? Like, the, the, the running back has to at least make one guy miss. Mm-hmm. Well, he made his guy miss, but then he also got extra yards by dragging other people. So, I thought Jalen ran really hard. I, I was happy to see that. I did, too. I, I um, That was one thing I noticed just throughout the game is I wish we would have ran the ball more because I really did not feel like there were plays where, oh, they're blowing up our run. Like, honestly, like, I think we had maybe two tackles for loss on run and everything else was at least a yard or more, like, positive yardage, right. um, especially with Jalen. Yeah. Uh, no, agreed. And so this is one of the points I want to make on the third drive when you really need to have it offensively. The one thing that I love about hype is it's like when he doesn't overcomplicate things. I love thinking about it. Like, when you're in Madden, and you're playing your buddy, and you just don't want to do anything to lose, you have your go-to play. Like, it, it, you know, if, if you all play Madden, it's so funny that we had this league and we all would have these cheese plays is what they're called. Like, they're the plays that, like, kind of always work and you can't really do anything to stop it. And each, everybody would get so pissed at each other for running the cheesy plays and you yeah. would call up. But that's what Hypel does. Like, he doesn't overcomplicate things. He says, I really need this. It's third and four. We're on the left side of the field, left side of the hash. So guess what? I'm lining my best player, Cedric Tillman, all the way to the right. And if they're going to man coverage, he's a big body. He's going to run a three-step slant. He's going to run three steps and cut in. And it don't overcomplicate it. It was, and then it was a good pass. This time he catches it, and it keeps things going. And there was multiple times in the game where I made notes of it that it was third down, and they ran a slant, they ran a comeback. And the other one where they brought him all the way in, they bunched it, and they just did an out route to him. And it was like – Yeah, that post. Yes, yes. yes. It, was, it was post. It was – yeah, it wasn't it – what, no, what, no, it was a corner route. It was yeah, a corner yeah, route. that was it. Yeah, that yeah, was it. yeah, yeah. And so, he just doesn't overcomplicate things. Like, he just goes to his Madden cheese place, and as long as his players execute, it's always there. So, that's what I love to see on the third drive. Um, those were kind of what it was for me for those first couple drives – like you were saying, I felt it was just one thing here, there, and everyone needs to settle down. Yeah, um, it, that was definitely it, just settling back. Um, you know, I think even like one one-on-one that he threw to Cedric, which was a deep ball, he underthrew it because he was like, I can't overthrow him again. I at least need to give him a chance, and that's why I was incomplete. Um, but, dude, I, I like – the adjustment of Heupel, like those Jalen Hyatt plays were literally because of what the defense was doing. It didn't, yeah. Like it wasn't part of the like, oh, this is the script. 
I'm going to throw these out, these simple out routes to Jalen Hyatt. No, 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 no. It's because the outside linebackers were playing two ways. They were literally turned and like in a wide stance and looking in at the quarterback to see if it's run, they would take off. If it wasn't run, they'd drop back and get all the underneath routes. So they were playing two. So I, I just thought it was great by how it would be like, all right, I'm going to put Jalen in the slot. I'm going to have him run a three-yard or four-yard out route and get yards on first down every single time. And that's why it worked yeah. so I, well. And I loved it, but him and Princeton fan both would catch it and just kind of trickle out of bounds. And that's when I started getting annoyed. I'm like, bro, turn up field. Yeah. But, and I got to say this. When you were talking about Jalen, they brought back the slot shot. And I'll send you pictures so you can post them on here. I, I have one play. I, I want you, when we talk defense, I do want you to put the play in here where Trayvon Flowers got the pick. But the, it was so impressive, and it's all natural, God-given ability of his speed, that when you see these pictures I took, Jalen is man-to-man, and the guy is literally 20 yards off of him. Yes. And he, and yes. he, still, gets, and he still gets by him because he runs up, puts his foot in the ground like he's going to turn around and hitch, and that safety – or I don't know if it was a safety playing man-to-man or if it was a corner and they just had him back at safety level. But he sees Jalen kind of do that. All it was was a hitch and go, but he sees him hitch up a little bit, and he kind of – all it takes is one false step. That's, That's it. it. And Jalen's by him. So it was – so I have the two pictures that when you see just still shots and you're like, how the – does this guy get by him? It was it was very impressive. And I would have loved to seen him connect. You know, he made a good catch, just couldn't keep his feet in. Maybe Hendon's got to throw it a little bit deeper compared to out. But but it was super impressive, and I was happy to see the slot shot back. Yeah, I mean, he literally broke down maybe like 15 yards away from that safety. And he still – the safety still like fell for it, and he ran past him. It was it was crazy. It was. It was. Um, Getting into like that scoring drive where it was just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. That pop pass to Jacob was oh. incredible. Like that is beautiful. I loved it. Yes. Um, and it and it worked out perfect because their linebackers, as soon as we put a tight end in the backfield to be like the backside blocker, they were teeing off, just going. They like it's run, it's definitely run. They just freaking go. And that was the perfect play to be like, swoop. Sorry. Um, and then, like, I, I guess we can – so the Jacob Pop pass was great. I absolutely love that. Uh, we were able to just keep scoring. You know, I thought the next couple drives of, like, there was great pass pro on that touchdown to Brew where he stepped out and then came back in. What a – I mean, what a bitch Narduzzi is. Like, dude, it was obvious. He got pushed out. Like, leave it alone. But right. I love that he wasted a timeout. Helped us. Right. Um, then the next drive, touchdown to Cedric. Great pass, bro. Like, Hendon had all the time in the world. So, like, those stuff, you know, mentioned it before, but, like, that made me feel great about this offensive line and what they're able to do. Um, and then, like, before the half, uh, you know, there was an offsides on the defense. Cooper snapped it. Then – you know, Spragans wasn't ready because Cooper snapped it early. So then Spragans gave up a sack. And then the next play, Coop ducked his head and they got a tackle for loss. So then it was just like, okay, drive's over before the half. Like you can't, there's, there's right. nothing, you know, once you have one thing, just pull it down. It's like, you're not going to, you're not going to recover off that. Um, yeah. And then before we get into the second half and like explaining all that stuff, 
I mean, Chase McGrath, like MVP. Like that guy played great, kicked when he needed to, did what he needed to do, made his kicks. And it's just like exactly, exactly what we need. Since you're talking about special teams, I'll hit on it really quick. I I didn't have a ton of confidence in Chase. I, it just kind of worries me. But he had he had absolutely had cojones of steel. I mean, to do you know how nervous I would have been with them driving and if all if they scored a touchdown, they're winning. You know, say instead of when he made it 27-20, if it was 24-20, I mean, I, I would have been unbearable. I wouldn't even want to watch. So the fact he did that, the other good about special teams is Jordan Thomas shows up again and just runs down the field blasting people. Not only does that help set a tone and is very important, but it's also super exciting to know, ah, this guy's already showing up as a true freshman. Wait yeah. till you see when he, when he gets a chance to play full time. And yeah. now – done it two weeks in a row and then this week we also had james pierce who's just a freak of an athlete who's going to be hopefully a great edge rusher for us but dude is running down there and the fact that those guys are bought in they know that like i'm not getting getting to play as much as maybe i would hope but i'm still going to make a difference in my in in the little bit of time the little bit of opportunities i have yeah so obviously there was some good and bad i mean kick that you know chase was great some of those tackles were good uh jimmy holiday had a nice return and then the bad of a block punt that you just can't allow. And I know we'll talk about it here in a second. Another muff punt. I mean, I don't know what it is about people wearing jersey number one, but VJ did it last year against Ole Miss. Trey Flowers does it this year. And it's just like, what are we doing? Like, and, and, and then obviously Titans game, Kyle Phillips does. I'm like, if I see another muff punt, like, <laughs> if I end, like I'm going to lose it. So, um, but yeah, I just wanted to give shout outs to those guys, those young guys who are already making a presence yeah. in the – in the few opportunities I get. Yeah. Um, I do want to shout out real quick on the third drive. This was an income. I, when you were talking about Jacob's pop pass, I liked it because they showed the view from the back angle. And it was a thing of beauty what Jacob did, how he kind of came off, like he was going to get a little block and then just, and it was also like a really good throw because Hendon kind of had like lead him out to the right a little bit. And he was getting pressure in his face. He kind of right. like reach over. Yes. So that was awesome to see from behind. Well, this was another play, and I would love to know. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because I thought the play design was sick. But I, I wish I, I would know if I could talk to Hendon, like, hey, did you throw that low, just giving Jacob a chance to go get it if he could, or was you straight throwing that away? Because what it was, if you're watching on YouTube, so it's we're going to be on the right side. You had Jacob in the slot. You had Cedric outside here. And Cedric just comes off and goes in just kind of taking taking people with him and clearing out. And so he's holding his corner in the safety. And Jacob comes out, like he literally comes out here, and it's not an out route. He kind of almost runs it like in a line, diagonal line. So he doesn't run up and cut out. He literally just kind of veers that way, and he turns around, and then he realizes, like, I, I think it's almost like designed to, like, run, turn around, and then kind of work your way back in, and he did. And it was a sick play design to get a guy who's six seven in space, and he's our best receivers clearing out. But Pitt got fortunate that they had called a right defense there, and that's the one where Hendon double clutches and throws it in the ground. And I don't know if he was throwing it low and it went too yeah. low, or if he was just getting rid of it. But I, I, I think he was just getting rid of it because the linebacker faked the blitz and dropped back into that area. And like if he throws it on that first one. Like, if he doesn't double clutch, it's a pick. Oh, pick, right. Guaranteed. Right, right. right. So, right. Which is a bummer because I love that play design that they the, – the route was just a thing of beauty. I, I, 
it's hard to explain it. It's it would be easier just to run it or whatever. But and I actually drew it out here on my notes so that I would kind of remember. But it, it was cool how they did it. It was almost like an out. Yeah, just like a, just just turn the camera around and do the route in the living room. <laughs> so, anyways, it was it was cool though how Jacob did it and slow played it. Um, but anyways, yeah, we can. We can go ahead and I guess you want to talk offense second, third, basically third quarter. I mean, yeah. So I want to talk offense third quarter because I think a lot of people thought of it as, hey, you know, Hypel didn't make adjustments. You know, Pitt made the adjustments and they were able to stop us. And like it was, you know, that kind of thing. Like not even close, not even close. Like Hypel was calling the exact right plays. It's just, the execution that 11 guys and not 10 actually doing what they need to do. So, um, Fant with the MA on the sack, missed assignment, yeah. just lets the guy go. Then he commits a penalty <laughs> on second down. So now we're second and 19, and it's just like, okay, well. And, and, and by the way, I'm, I'm jumping in because where he got that penalty was a great play call and design because Brew caught it and had a long way to run. But I, when, I saw the, when I saw the replay, I'm like, Princeton, you have to at least turn around like you're going to catch the ball or run like that's it. Running. He literally ran up and started blocking, dude. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> just just do this. Yeah. Just turn your head and, like, keep your arm up and just run. Yeah, because it's if you get away with it and you run it correctly, it's a sick play design because it's basically a uh, a screen with two blockers with one of your best players catching the ball with a head of steam in the open field. 15 yards down the field, but yeah. you, you got to run it right. Yeah. So then that drive stalls because of those two plays. And then we punt. They, you know, defense stands up. Then we get the ball back again. What happens? We throw a deep ball to Cedric. It hits him in the face for a touchdown. The next play, there's a legal procedure. There's a penalty. And we're behind the sticks again. And it's just like, okay, now, like, it's just like, now what do you call? What kind of play design you make up for second and forever? Right. Um, so it just ruins the drive. Then block punt. So they get short field. Defense steps up, you know, forces a field goal. Or, yeah, forces a field goal. The guy misses. We get the ball back. We're moving. Jalen Hyatt's getting those out routes. We're moving down the field. We're, we're, we've got good plays going. There's nothing stopping us. The play Jalen Wright fumbles was an eight-yard run. Like it was a good play on third down and we got the first and then he fumbles. So then it's like, okay, now short yardage again. Now, the, you know, the defenses step up, force a field goal. So it it was just like, oh my goodness. Like how, like we're just shooting ourselves, shooting ourselves, shooting ourselves, shooting ourselves. But then when we needed to, you know, the next drive after that, Brew makes that play where he sheds a guy, gets a first yeah. down, continues the thing. We go for it on fourth down. Hinden does a great job looking off the defenders so they're not creeping up like they had been the entire time and taking away those underneath routes, and he completes a pass. So it was just like there was no time where I thought, oh, this offense can't do what it needs to do. It was just literally like, guys, just – execution. Yeah, just execute. That's it. Hold on to the ball. That just catch the ball. Like that's it. That's all you need to do, and you're going to be fine. Um, I, there is times when I was watching that, you know, I thought like, had they have they really practiced the scramble drill? 
where Hendon is forced out of the pocket. He can't, he doesn't have anywhere to go. Um, you know, coverage was good. What are the wide receivers doing? Are they, where are you going? What's your teaching point? Are you coming towards Hendon or are you going away from Hendon? Like there has to be that, uh, especially with Hendon's skill set. Like he's not just going to get tackled super easy, like a pocket passer. And I just like watching replays, watching the thing. Like I just like seeing Brew like not know what to do. He's kind of like, uh, and Jalen, same thing. Like, uh, I mean, the only guy that I saw, which Hendon tried to take a shot in the end zone was Ramel Keaton. Because yeah. he ran his route, saw that Hinton was at, and he goes and just darts up the sideline and is like, let me go get a touchdown maybe. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't I, know. But I don't know exactly what the Tennessee coaching point is. Yeah. When I was a receiver and, all the, and even when I was in Memphis playing defensive back, even there the rule was still if you're high and you're deep, you come short. If you're short, you go deep. You're just flopping where you are. Or if you, he's working right, you work right with him. You yeah. know, if he's – Left, you work left with him. I mean, it's pretty simple stuff. But I but. just like remember when I was there seeing Dobbs and the wide receivers in practice practice that, like right. literally practice that because Dobbs getting out of the pocket happened all the time. Right. You know, right. it was just like keeping a play alive. So it was like we practice that in practice. So I was like, I, I want to see more of that. Um, do you feel like do you do you feel like our offense kind of in a way is just controlled chaos though? Sometimes, yeah. I, I sometimes I really do because of some of the assignments the guys have, where like the two wide receivers on one side are just not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just jogging their routes. Like it's literally going to Cedric on this side, and it's like don't like don't waste your energy over there. Like that kind of stuff is makes me like like what? Like I don't remember that. <laughs> the reason I think it's controlled chaos is because. You know, and and I and I'm just I'm talking about Tennessee. I, I'm not talking about other teams that run spreads and stuff right now. But I'm thinking like when when a team runs a pro style, which you don't really see anymore, or a team that just doesn't go as fast as us, it's like okay, they're gonna run it here. Um, you know, what well, like you know, this is this is different ball. But for the Titans' sake, like it's like all right, we're gonna you know hand it off here, get three or four yards. You're gonna huddle up. You're gonna come back. You know, maybe they run it again, get a first, and then on first down again they play action. So you kind of get with it, get like kind of where it's going in the vibe and what they're trying to build. But with mm -hmm. Tennessee, it's just like here, hut, hut, and then it's like you either throw it and it's caught or it's incomplete, and then they're like they're going again. It's like da 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 da, and then it's like oh, we take a shot and it's a big play, and then you run up and then and then a missed assignment, so it's a sack, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, like you don't even realize how fast you get to third down sometimes. Right, yeah, exactly, and we just got a, we just got a, a, a deep – so I feel like I'm sitting there, and in a way, like, it's kind of nice because if a negative – I've said this before, but if a negative play happens, I'm like, it's okay because, hell, the next one, we're going to take a shot and probably just score. Like, who cares if it's second and 19 because if they, <laughs> they press man, he's just going to beat him over the top. And so it's just controlled chaos. But what made me nervous at the beginning of this game was that we weren't clicking. And I do feel like it's very important for this team until we continue to get more depth and better players, not a knock on anybody, but that we do start fast. And so yeah. when we did start fast, by the time we got to that third drive, and maybe this will help us transition into the defensive talk unless you have anything else offensively, but, like, when they're driving down, if Trey Flowers doesn't get that, I'm kind of like, uh, 
I trust us to score, but like this is still going to be kind of nerve wracking. But so even when we started to score, and then they answered with the hurdle, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care that they just took the lead again because we we are in our groove. Mm-hmm. But there just feels like there are times like in that third quarter where it's just in chaos, and it's like, I mean, it's just like chicken with his head cut off. No, yeah, it literally is chaos. Um, if I had to put anything else, um. You know, drop slant by Tillman. You know, they yeah. talked about like the fact that Hendon like threw it too far out. It, there was a linebacker underneath. That's the reason why Hendon threw it out there because that was the only place he could throw it. Um, and then I just like that touchdown to Cedric in overtime was great adjustment by him. They, you know, they ran man on the outside but had their the linebackers in the underneath zone, which is what they did a lot because they were expecting those hitches and slants and. They were taking him away during the game. And Cedric to just, like, come back to the ball was very – like, that was an impressive play. And it's just like, hey, I might have dropped shit, but I'm your man. Like, I, I'm the dog here on this team. Like, I'm the one who can step up and make a play when everybody needs to. So, love to see that from him. You know, I, I it, it does give us – like, gives me confidence moving forward with our offense. Like, even though things might have been struggles, even though execution might not have been perfect, like we still get to where we need to go. So, right. Yeah. Um, and, and and listen, I I agree because like I said, when we started scoring early, I felt good about the game. And yeah. then I started getting nervous again when I felt like we were shooting ourselves in the foot with drops, block punts, um, and and fumbles and transitions perfectly. This D stood on their head and 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 absolutely played a a well of a game so that was great it was fantastic um i'm gonna i'm gonna start from the first and go through the game just like we do with offense um i thought i thought our linebackers like that first play beasley and banks both hit the running back at the same time and it was just like a tone setter like listen this ain't gonna be easy for y'all i absolutely love that there wasn't like an over pursue of guys um Hey, look at Big O. This game, this game showed me Amari Thomas, the complete Amari Thomas. His effort chasing guys downfield, his push of that offensive line, it, like he was affecting all throughout the game. Two fumble recoveries. You don't get that without effort. Like you literally don't. So, like for him to do that and and show me. God, that made me feel good because all offseason, that's what we talked about. Who's going to replace Matthew Butler? Who's going to be the guy to do it? And Big O was like, all right, here's a big game. I'm going to step up. And literally all it was was more effort out of him. That's all it took. Yeah, and plus he's very God-gifted. He's a big man. He moves well. But like you said, there's nothing that that just gets me going when there's a big fella that gives effort. Matter of fact, I'm not trying to hijack your defense. I thought Elijah, when he was in there, was giving some darn good effort. I did, too. It, he had a great, he had one tackle, and that play was great. He literally fought incredible. across a reach block and was able to push guy a yard back and then make the tackle while he's being blocked. Like, it was it was a great play by Elijah. People, um, people want to say, bruise a dog. No, Amari Thomas is a dog. Like Yes, yes, definitely. Um Tamarian is a dog. The fight through that block, he he saw it immediately. Great eyes, fight through the block, literally push him into the ball carrier and make the tackle. It is incredible. I I that 
that might have been the play I stood up and beat in my chest. Like I was so excited when he did that. Um, the combination of pressure and coverage throughout the entire game was so good. Like, do not let anybody out there say Kamal Haddon can't cover, Warren Burrell can't cover, Tamara McDonald can't cover. Don't let them fucking say that because all of those guys were man-on-man coverage most of the night and did incredible. And the pressure up front, the different blitzes we sent, the, the crossing of linebackers, the, 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 the dropping of Byron, the dropping of Ramon while sending Beasley, like all of that stuff went into it. And to combine pressure and coverage, it caused the field goals. It caused every field goal they kicked, caused the first one, which was huge because we weren't ready to go yet as offense. So it was literally mattered in the game that they only got a field goal on that first drive. Um, And Beasley played out of his mind, out of his freaking mind, dude. How many tackles he had. He was a leading tackler. The pressure he was getting on Slovis was incredible. Um, And this – this was almost like a coming out for Beasley because I think people really thought of him as like on the fence. Is he a good linebacker? Is he not? You know, people were wanting Jawan, not Beasley to start. He stepped up. He he has found his role. He's found his niche. He is a great blitzing linebacker. He also has enough athleticism to cover. So I, I absolutely love the game from Beasley. Um, now, let me talk about Pitt's offense. On their t- on their on the drive that we got an interception, they had six plays. On four of those plays, you could have thrown a penalty for a legal man downfield on four of them. It was unbelievable how linemen were six and seven yards downfield when Slovis was getting rid of the ball. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen refs miss that many plays in a row. It was driving me insane. I notice it because I'm an offensive lineman and I was taught about it all the time. It, I was like, yeah, no wonder they're falling for the play action and these DBs think it's a run. Your offensive linemen are six yards downfield. They are literally grabbing a hold of linebackers while they're trying to cover. Uh, so that just irked the hell out of me. I got so pissed watching that. But that interception by Flowers, so uh, actually, before we get to the interception by Flowers, we talked about it earlier, but the batted balls by Jeremy and a catch by the tight end, like uh, that that's the kind of shit that pisses me off in football where it's like I am doing everything that I'm supposed to do and the ball is still just magically going to them. I don't understand. Um, and like Tamarian got that PI, but like ticky tack very much like guy fell down. He didn't push him down. Um, on that pick. So on that pick, Beasley had the pressure. Kamal had the tip flowers had the interception. That's team defense right there. There's no tip. There's no tip by Kamal unless uh, Beasley's getting the pressure. There's no catch by Flowers unless Kamal gets the tip. 
And it's just like, everyone's working together. And honestly, I have, I've never been more impressed with a corner than I was with Kamal Haddon today or on Saturday, like rewatching this game and seeing him cover these guys and seeing him be all over the field and make those pass deflections and one-on-one coverage from across the field following dudes and batting the ball away. Like he very much impressed me. Um, Hold on. Let me say this. It yeah, honestly, you, you jump in because I got a ton more. It, it honestly pisses me off in a way because what did I say last week? I said Kamal Haddon is our best, not just corner. He's our best. He's our best defensive back. And mm-hmm. I said when I said, listen, I don't know why he wasn't starting. And, and maybe it was because they are confident in him and they knew like, hey, let's get Christian Charles some reps here. But. And I and it was so it was so funny. I I, I don't tweet a lot during the game because I'm texting and then I'm trying to pay attention. If I'm texting and tweeting, I you know, whatever. And I but I, I had it in my drafts where I was about to send out about Kamal. I said Kamal's not only the best corner, he's our best defensive back, and he's probably our best corner that we've had in a while. And that's even more than someone who just got drafted in the third round. And it kind of made me a little annoyed because then I was on Twitter last night after rewatching and someone literally said, come he literally had my tweet. I was like, this is being weird, but it was like, he didn't steal my tweet. Cause I didn't tweet it. I ended up putting it in drafts, but it literally said, Kamal's not, he is our best de- defensive back. And, and he is because like I've said, like the way he carries himself and the way he plays his coverage, his ball skills, his energy, his effort, but then also his tackling ability, his blitzing ability. One of the first things, very first drive, I love that we brought the corner blitz with Kamal from the short side of the field, and it was just a hell of a play by Slovis. But it is hilarious that this happened because in the Alabama game, when Texas brought the the same blitz short side of the field and the guy comes shooting out like a freaking rocket – and Bryce Young does a hell of a job by dipping and breaking it. I literally was sitting on my couch thinking, I said, you know, when I'm a coach, I said, one of the things I'm going to teach blitzers that are whether corner safeties or edge guys, not like not like an OLB edge rusher, but someone else that's that I'm bringing off the edge, I'm going to teach them to like when we blitz, like they tell you to shoot in there and get back there as fast as you can, but keep your head, your uh, head and outside shoulder free. Basically, that's just a way of saying don't let someone outside of you, but no one ever does it. They just fly in there as hard as they can, and one person just has to sidestep. The fact that Kamal did what I was like, man, I want to teach people to shoot in as fast as you can and be athletic, but instead of shooting in there and just diving at someone, if you can't make the clean hit, just become a basketball player. Kind of break down, put your hands up, be big, and if they try to run, then you're at a good base to break down and make a tackle. If they do try to throw it, you're and it was just a good play by Slovis that he kind of went around. And the reason Slovis was able to do it is he's a good player, but it was also like a five-yard throw. Yeah, that, it was – yeah, it was easy. That, yeah, exactly. If that throw is going to be any farther, he's just going to end up throwing it in the ground and getting um, uh, grounding or he's going to be able to get rid of it and just – it's a waste of play. But the fact that Kamal did that, I mean, it was awesome. And, and, like, me- and like for corners, like you're faster than every quarterback, dude. Like it's not Lamar Jackson out there. You'll be fine. Right. You'll catch this man. Like, it, I wish I had that luxury of, like, I know that I will catch him no matter what. You will catch whoever you're playing against. It doesn't matter. You, you're the fastest – one of the fastest guys in the field. And then for Kamal, that happened in the first drive multiple times throughout the game. 
he would just go like this and look inside and like try and fake. And the wide receivers would be like, oh, oh, he's blitzing. Well, well, just he to confuse bl- Slovis, just to confuse the quarterbacks, just to be like, hey, maybe I'm coming again. They did blitz him multiple times. They blitzed him multiple times, and he was also good on run fits a lot of the times. But, hell, they brought everybody. I mean, everyone, everyone got to blitz. Yeah, Trey got the blitz. Tank got the blitz. Wesley Walker got the blitz. Tamari McDonald got the blitz. Aaron Beasley got. The, I mean, everybody was coming. So um, the, the other thing, the other thing about the Tamarian play is not only did he make the play, but he did it like in the perfect coaching teach. Like they could put that film for high school, college, or NFLs. He comes up. He gets a good hit. He extends. He's keeping his outside kind of free. Yeah, because he doesn't outside make leverage, and the guy take takes it in, then he's done his job technically. If he doesn't make the tackle because he's forcing him inside to the rest of the help, but then he makes a great tackle, great hit. And it's you know what's weird about this team, bro, is like we do have a bunch of dogs, but like they all kind of just do what they're supposed to do, and like kind of just get back to playing. Like they don't waste a bunch of time like getting super jacked up and fired up. Like he made that play, and he's like, all right, let me get lined back up, like. Uh, like Cedric Tillman catches a couple touchdowns and he just acts like it's no big deal. Like he'll kind of maybe do this or I've just noticed that a lot. Like Kamal makes some really good plays and then he turned around to like help the other guys up. And I'm like, man, these guys are some mature dudes. Like Jeremy did that multiple times where he would lay a running back out and then be like, you want me to help you up? And I just think that's so respectable. I mean, like I wish I would have done that. Like if I knock somebody clean or like I batted a ball, like I might not be running my mouth or like showboating, but like, or I might not be doing both, but I might do at least like a little bit. I'm I'm kind of fiery now. Granted, maybe sometimes it's a little bit late in the game and we're a little tired. So you're like, let me. I'm not. Yeah. Listen, I'll tell you what. Right now, I will never help another team up. Oh, I don't care. No, 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 no. Agreed. I'm never. I am never ever. And it's nothing personal. But when I play someone in sports, I fucking hate you. Like well, I don't care. This you. Here's also. Here's also it. I know it takes energy for me to get up. And if I have to get up 80 times a game, it's going to take more and more energy out of me. I'm going to let them get up on their own, take more and more energy out of them. I want you to be tired for the next play. I want you to have to get up on your own and get your ass off the floor. Because maybe you got you maybe by the fourth quarter, maybe by overtime, you start cramping. You can't even play. Right. So that's no, how I, I see it. It's, a, it's an advantage. Don't help that guy up. If I'm an offensive lineman, I help my running back up, though. Right. Hey, I got you. I'll, 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 I'll take some of that burden off you. I'll lift you up. You don't have to stand up. It was just funny because I was like, man, we got some really class at guys. And, like, listen, talk about talk about Trayvon Flowers when he makes that pick. But I love that you brought that play up because not only did Beasley, Beasley was the spy. And so if you see when you watch it, Beasley kind of creeps to the right. And then Slovis bells out left. Well, he's running to his right, but for Aaron Beasley's left, he comes all the way back cross field. He does all night. They did a hell of a job because I'm shocked that we got that much pressure and we didn't get a rough in the passer or a late hit one time. That's like, true. That is it, very true. It, it was fantastic. Come in, clean shots every time, whether it was Beasley, Banks, Byron Young. But but offensive linemen, I mean, defense linemen, all, these are all the defensive linemen that I saw get pressure at least once. Okay, Amari Thomas, Dejon Terry, Latrell Bumpus, Byron Eason, um, Dominic Bailey. I mean, basically, if you played, you got pressure, which is super impressive. And mm-hmm. that's not Roman Harrison, 
obviously the DBs that, but, but like all the defensive line that they brought in, like they got pressure, like they were producing and that's what they need to do is yeah. when you come, need, we need some production level. So it was fantastic to see that, but that play, the defensive line gets pressure. I think it's Omari and DeJon Terry, the one that got the pressure to force Lovis. Then Beasley closes and then Kamal Hans in perfect position to tip it. And it's a hell of a, a, tip, a catch. Some receivers don't do that good job of catching of catching it. Seeing where his feet are, gets him in bounds. It was, yeah, it was that curved him back in. Yes. So, great play. And and my buddies texted, like, that's the play of the game. I said, guys, I'm not trying to be dramatic. I said, but if we win, that's probably the play of, like, the first half of the season. Like, if you if you take the first six games of the season, and, I mean, that that's a play that is so monumental because of where we were in the game and how that changed and, like, to get that momentum going. So, and another thing about <laughs> – speaking of, speaking of play of the game – I literally saw someone like tweet out, like, you know, you might, you guys might not agree, but I think this was the play of the game. And it was Trayvon Flowers' sack on third down in overtime. Oh, I'm like, I, I saw that no too. shit. It's the play. Yeah. Of the game. Yeah. 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 I, I saw that exact same thing. I think, I think it was that guy from Nashville, which I don't, I don't know the guy. Um, but I saw that and I was like, and it got a, a, a million likes and retweets. I was like, this is, I think that's my, it's a personal problem for me. Cause I go through Twitter and I'm like, this shit is so not like, it's so obvious. Like it's yeah. nothing. You're not giving me any good football inside. Like when I see the hot, the clip of Brew McCoy, like we all know that was great. And they're like, Oh, he's got that dog in him. Reminds me of JJJ. I'm like, what are we doing? Like we get it. Like, stop. But yeah, that, but anyways, the fact that Trayvon, he gets hurdled. And he gets absolutely decleated in the middle of the field. That he just keeps coming back and just keeps making plays, and and it's just like that's what this team does. It's like yeah, they just like I've, and I, I've, I've never seen someone have an up and down game like him. I mean, and you know, you know, <laughs> and, and since we're talking about the hurdle, you know, I, I you got to see what you're hitting. I actually thought that that play wasn't as bad as some of the ones I've seen where they run in and just kind of dive. Like I thought that he you're he's not going to hit that guy up high. He's a smaller guy. And I thought that was just a hell of an athletic play that that guy knew that Trayvon, Trayvon was going to go lower. Trayvon didn't come in like some of these older – some last game where they're just kind of flying in and just diving. He he kind of broke down and still went. Now, obviously, his head's not up, but, like, your head's not always going to be, like, perfectly up. So, I think it looked more bad than anything. But the reason that that guy scored is because they brought Tank on a blitz. So, we didn't have another safety help. They brought Tank, which Tank almost got there. Yeah. I mean, we were 0.5 seconds away from 10 sacks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But that's why it looked so bad that when Trayvon got hurdled, it was like, where the hell is everybody else? And it was like, well, because our other safety came. And it was – I I rewatching the play. I really did enjoy the play design. I thought it was – Oh, fabulous. Very fabulous play design with the tight end inside, coming up and out, going on the wheel route. Like, it – and Jeremy and Jeremy and whoever the 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 corner or nickel was of the star position like had a little bit of miscommunication. But one thing about this game, and, and I'll tie this in because you said that, uh, like I think, and, and kind of talking about our defense too, I think people just expect that like we're not going to give up a, a pass completion, like we're not going to give up plays. Like the other teams are going to make plays. Yeah. Like not always going to be a domination. Like this is not the 85 Bears defense, like, people get mad at Warren Burrell. I'm like, the, I, I'm not saying he's great, but, like, dude's going to give up some passes. Dude, like, I mean, that touchdown catch was unbelievable by that pit guy, like, to tie the game at the end. Like, oh, Warren was all over him. All, like, you can't all, so, ask for better coverage. 
so people pissed me off because some people were saying like, what is, what is Burrell doing? He's lost. I'm like, you guys have never played defensive back in your life. You're like, the guy literally came off. And, and the thing is Trayvon's in trail mode or, um, a uh, Warren Burrell's in trail mode. So he's kind of there. He's in great position, but it's just really tough because if that guy goes left or right, and it was a unbelievable ball by that guy. And he and it's off like, his back foot, getting yeah. hit and literally just threw it yeah. up. The guy, the wide receiver hadn't even turned around yet. When he That's threw my it. point. Like That's it, my point. Was, it, it was the perfect circumstance of things to make that a touchdown. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm Warren Burrell. The receivers here, we're both facing this way. And he just goes, he shows that out and turns. And like real good football is, when he turns, the ball's there. Yeah. So, but anyway, so like, I think people need to give this defense a little bit more credit. Like, Pitt had 415 total yards. Like, you know, I don't think that's that bad in this year's, in this time of football. And like, they had passing yards of 274 and their rushing yards were 141. They got all those rushing yards basically on two plays. Yeah. And, and, and one of those plays, it should have been called back for holding because Jeremy Banks was getting held around the neck. Oh, it was, and, it was awful. Yeah. So I just think that everyone's like, and I know that people, and I, and I love it. I Please send me the interactions. I need to respond to some of these people. But people hit me up. Like, what do you think about these DBs? What about this? Or they'll, I'll just see stuff where people are like, this guy's trash, this guy's trash. I'm like, you guys have no clue what you're talking about, how difficult it is. And so that's why I was clapping earlier when you were talking about how good pressure we got on the front end. But, like, we did a great job on the back end as well. The other team is still going to make plays. Like, the one long run. So, we're talking defense here. I watched it last night. That one long run was legitimately the perfect play call for Pitt at the exact right time for the defense that we were in. It was it just, a it, – people didn't realize, but it was a draw. It, it, like, the, the offensive line pass block. They literally backed up to pass block, and everyone was like, okay, it's a pass and went, and they ran an outside zone, like, handoff with quarterback and running back exchange where, like, I didn't even expect that in that moment. And it's just like when you're on your heels as a defender to just cut and go and get back, and it was like they spread everything out. So Beasley yep. and Banks both split, and they just yep. both went to their areas where they're supposed to be zoned, so it's wide open. So he had one guy, and it was Tank, and he took – just a little bit bad of an angle. See, and it's I don't. A house call. Yeah, I don't even know if it was that bad of an angle because I watched it a couple of times because I figured like people would say, "Oh, that's a bad angle." Tank was on the far right side, and so he has to worry about if, if for for example, if he's in cover three or cover four, or cover two. So he has some sort of deep half. He kind of came in. He's just not at like that. Might be a play where like you know an Eric Berry makes because he's just so freakishly fast and athletic, or another safety's a little bit faster. But, like, if you watch it, all the receivers ran routes, like you said. The offensive linemen show pass. Jeremy Banks is in man is in man coverage, or at least he's in his zone, but he's watching the tight end release because the tight end release is left, and the guy comes running, and he gets just enough. Now, I will give credit. Jeremy Banks' effort on that play was outstanding because he almost caught and, and Byron Young gave good effort. I, I would have liked to maybe seen a little bit more effort out of some of those DBs. Maybe they thought Jeremy was going to get him and they just knew that they couldn't get there. But that effort was winning football effort. Um, and so, But, yeah, it was just a perfect play, and I think that's what people need to remember for this defense is, like, the other teams are going to make plays. Like, in a couple weeks when we play Florida, Florida is going to make plays. Like, they do have playmakers. Like, they're going to scheme. Like, I was impressed with some of the scheme stuff that Pitt did. Pitt also was smart about stuff. Like, when they needed a third and four, 
and they knew that we were bringing a blitz and going to man coverage, they just ran a slant. Tamarian McDonald's not in bad coverage. It's just like it's just it's just hard to make. You know what I mean? So it's like, but I think overall defensively, I, I wrote down so many notes about specific plays, but just combined it into one. I thought the D line, whoever was in there, did a good job. I I felt really good about rewatching it because when I just watched the game, I was like, man, all we have is Amari Thomas, and that's it. And I'm worried about our our depth and our rotation. Not true. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good that the production we got. Our linebackers, I mean, like you said already, Aaron Beasley played a hell of a game with his his tackling. His not only does he make good wrap up tackles, but he brings a pop with him. He's a, like you said, he's a good blitzer. He's done better so far in these two games this year to not get caught in traffic because he is, he is a smaller guy. Yeah, and so. But I thought all of our DBs, if they gave up a play, they came back and, and and still would, like, make up for it in a way. You know, so it was like I just and, – and I still love Tamarian and Wesley Walker. Both of those guys, I'm happy they're rotating because I feel like both those guys deserve to play. And they both sure. make – I mean, Wesley Walker came shot out of a cannon again on that fourth down and made a huge play. And, I, and, and I, that was honestly – like, I'm re-watching that play – it was a great disguise. Like great. it looked man all the way. It was man until that ball was snapped, and then it was zone. And I thought that was like it, it was it was the perfect confusion, just like a little bit of a hesitation, so that Wesley Walker could get that sack. Like it it, it really was like a a great setup. We'll say. And I'm, I'm I'm telling you, the other thing is, I said it last week, but this team. It's not going to let – this defense is not going to let you sit back there and beat them. The bend but don't break that I usually like, they're saying epic, you know, because they're like – you know, and that's the other thing is, too, when you are aggressive like that, that's when you're going to see some gash plays because it just – it is what it is. Like, you're going to gamble, and there's going to be times where you're going to get a bunch of hits, but the quarterback still does a good job of getting rid of it, mm-hmm. or it's very feast or famine. So that's another thing that people have to remember when watching it that if we get these guys in second and 19, well, there's going to be a time where they run a screenplay and it's a perfect play design and they get a touchdown on it because of, because it just, you know, these offensive coordinators get paid big money too. Yeah. These, these other guys are still scholarship players. So I don't know uh, anything else that you want to hit on defense. I'm going to read through and just make sure I didn't miss any plays. I want to shout out. Yeah. Um, so talk about the Wesley Walker. Um, I mean, just multiple, multiple guys tipping the ball. Jeremy and Beasley both tipped the ball in one play and it hit Kamal in the hands. Amari got multiple tips. Amari got multiple tips. Um, so I thought that was impressive. I thought I thought some of the coverage by Byron Young was very good. There was one he backed up off the ball and the slot wide receiver who he was covering, a slot, not a tight end, not a running back, a slot wide receiver ran a whip route which gets corners and Byron was able to cover it. Like I remember watching it being like, holy shit. And, and the quarterback didn't have anywhere to go with it. Um, you know, then he had one where tight end runs an out route and he chases him down, tackles him for a half yard gain, which was very impressive. Um, there was the fourth and one. It was the perfect play call where Byron dropped instead of rushing and he literally would have been right there for an interception. And he just followed the tight end a little too long because they ran slant and the tight end ran like a little hitch in the middle of the field. And instead of passing that off to Beasley or Banks that was there and coming back out to help, he stayed just a little bit too long and that ball was complete on the slant. I'm telling you, 
Tim Banks is going to talk to him about it, going to show it to him, and he'll get a pick off of that exact play where instead of rushing, he drops later on the season. I, I guarantee it. Um, so I thought he did great. Dude, I thought Tyler, Tyler Barron at a three technique or nose is dangerous, bro. He was cooking the interior offensive lineman. They could not – they couldn't do anything with him, not just on pass, on run also. He was making a miss. If there was any kind of single block on him, he was getting into the backfield. He was making pressure. And this is a, quote, unquote, defensive end. Like, Tyler Barron impressed me so much. I wouldn't be surprised if Buddy gained 30 pounds and was a defensive lineman in the NFL. Like, I, I was, like, very impressed by what he was doing on the interior, seeing as that is, like, technically out of position for him. Um, let's see, you know, talk about the banks just getting choked out on that run. Um, I thought, you know, Solomon Page came in a couple times, and he just wasn't it. Like, you could tell the difference when he was in when Banks was in, and it's just like you can't have that, which is why I'm excited for Jawan to come back so that maybe it's a three-linebacker rotation and it's Jawan, Beasley, Banks. And, you know, the other ones can give the other a break every now and then because I just saw it. Like, Paige was just, like, getting blocked super easily. He's missed tackles, like, hit the guy, and he would just break the tackle – he got absolutely bodied on that screenplay, which I understand it's an offensive lineman, but like, dude, I know you can do a little bit better than that. Like, I like my thought process was if that was Banks, would that happen? I don't think it would have. You understand what I'm saying? For sure. Like, you can't have that much of a drop off. Um, so I think Paige needs to step up. Um, let's see. You know, the the uh, Patty uh, touchdown run, the the one he tried for it and, you know, ended up being a holding by Kamal. There was linemen downfield on that one, and it was a pass play. And I'm just like, refs, y'all, like, what what's going on? Um, as a defense, like, you, the, there's two fourth downs in that last drive, fourth and one and a fourth and six on fourth and goal, and we give up both of them. I'm not – you know, saying like, hey, it's everyone's fault. Like, hey, you played horrible. But that is just like a great learning experience for us of being like, you can't, there is two opportunities to get off of the field and win this ball game. You have to do it. You have to, as a defense, you have to take pride in it. You have to do it. Um, let's see. I thought overtime was just, Incredible. I, I, I thought what they were able to do, um, you know, Beasley's patience on that first play oh, he makes the tackle. Really, really. Uh, Kamal has very good coverage on that wide receiver, the one where he steps out of bounds, but the guy just stopped. And it was, the quarterback. It, it was an unbelievable – if it had been complete, which my nerves were through the roof until I realized, oh, he did step out. But that was just a hell of a back shoulder. Like everyone's like, what did, what did Kamal do on that? Like, bro, like if they run, if someone runs a successful back shoulder, I don't know who can stop it in the world. Like, I don't, I don't know if Tredavious White, I don't know if Jalen Ramsey, I don't know if Casey Hayward, if any of those guys, AJ no. Terrell, I don't know if 
guys can stop it. If it's if it's executed perfectly, which I think Pitt almost seemed like it was kind of lucky. I feel like that quarterback yeah, just – I think he wanted to lead him, but he didn't have enough strength because he was falling. Yeah, yeah. and then – the just underthrow. Right, and then the receiver just made a hell of an adjustment. Yeah, besides hell of an adjustment. Then – so um, – you go gets the fourth down. That's the Byron play where it was like perfect play call, but they end up getting a first. Then, you know, we have the, uh, you know, interior lineman cannot block Tyler. He's getting pressure on him. Then the safety blitz uh, by Flowers. There was actually a crossing route that's wide open, but Tim Banks sees it as here's his backup quarterback who's on one leg. Get in his face before he throws rather than cover. And it's exactly what he did on the last play of the game. <laughs> Brought six, pretty much manned up wide receivers. And, you know, my thought process was like, if that's a more poised, older quarterback, that might be a touchdown. But knowing that it's the backup and he's on one leg and he hasn't been doing well, it's all a part of the game. Blitz, you, you know he's going to be uncomfortable, so might as well might as well do it versus him. And and for anybody out there going like, you know, Tennessee played well, their defense played well, but you know it might have been a different game if Slovis was in. Da, 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 da. Why was Slovis out? Why was he not in the game? Because we hit him twelve times and had two sacks. Like I. It is the reason why the defense had an advantage in the second half is because of the defense, and you can't freaking say that. You right. can't say, right. well, if he would have been in. The reason they have an advantage with a backup quarterback is because of them, is because of what they did, it's because of their blitzes, is because of their hits on the quarterback. So they gave themselves their own advantage. Like, I, I just hate that excuse of, like, well, if he was in, well, he's not because you guys couldn't fucking block. That's right. why it's not in. Right. Agreed. Agreed completely. Agreed completely. Um, the other thing is too in in in, in football and in just different things, like you kind of look at it and say, you know what? If 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 somebody beats you because you you gave your best effort, you you threw it all out there, but if someone beats you, like sometimes you just gotta shake their hand and tip the cat back, you got me today. Yeah. And that's what Ken Banks was like, you know what? If this fucking guy who can't walk, who's a backup. If he beats me, they deserve to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why he said, I'm not going to sit back here and, and and just let him. So, like, I'm going to bring the house. And if this guy's good enough to beat me, then he beats me. But I, one thing I loved about that fourth down is I loved our pre-snap. I loved that we said we're bringing the blitz, but that we backed everybody off. Because even if we had not – obviously, we were going to press coverage. But say instead of – being like the 20 yards deep that we were kind of almost what you call like at the sticks at the goal line is say if you're only 10 yards, there's still a chance that someone can get behind you. But I love that we keep it all in front of you. Now, granted, it does make me slightly nervous. If I do that, I want to have at least one, my best middle linebacker tackler in the middle about 15 yards so mm -hmm. that they can't throw something quick. And then it becomes the like run and juke and stuff like that. So that yeah. makes me a little bit nervous, but Hey, all well, all is well that ends well. And, the only other thing that I'll say to kind of wrap up is I forgot Karak, uh, I think his what's Garland's first name, not PA, the linebacker, but his brother. Oh, uh, um, number 99. He, he's like our starting defensive tackle besides Amari Thomas. Yeah. But like, I thought he played a really good game um, when he was in there. He got some, some tip balls. I mean, we had a lot of, of those tip balls and those are going to start going our way at, at some point, but oh, yeah. 
you know, we held them on, you know, yeah, fourth down, they were they were three of five, which was pretty good. But on third down, we held them to fourth. And it was they were only four of 18 on third downs. And, like, I just think it was very impressive. And I think that's why Josh Heupel says it at the end of the game. He's like, how impressive is that from our defense? And we only recognize this because we aren't wrapped up in the emotion, but we come back and sit and watch the tape. Like I said, normal fans are going to do that. They don't have a reason to do it unless they just enjoy doing it. Yeah. But I can you – and, and, and this isn't a dig at anyone, but it's not, it's not what it's been to say, but like I'm very more cautious about who I listen to when they say stuff, because I'm like, did you actually go back? Like, first off, do you even really know football? Yeah. But did you like, go back and watch it? We're not in there with the coaches. So I'm not proclaiming that we know everything. Cause that's not the, like, I'm not sitting there. We don't know what defense was called. We don't know. So we're not saying we know everything, but I at least respect people when they put more time into something, Yeah, you know, like, so Listen, I thought, you know, people want to complain about the defensive backs. Listen, no one's perfect. We don't have Darrell Revis, Jalen Ramsey, Derwin James, and Harrison Smith as our defensive backs. And you know what? Even if we did, they're probably one of them still going to get beat every now and again. So it's like, you know, like these guys aren't perfect, but I, I thought they stepped up, made the plays when they were supposed to make them. I thought they bounced back well. For sure. The pre pressure was great. The tackling was good. I, I, I thought it was I thought it was great. And you know what? Over time, I love, like you said earlier, I love some of these design draws and runs with Hendon. I love the run with him, and he got called back because of Mincy. But you know what? We came back, we hit another one, and then finally we just said, "Throw that thing up, baby." Cedric's there. Let him win the, you know, let him win the game for us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, like, let's put the ball in the best player's hands. Yeah. That, right. I mean, that was what the run was with Hendon. Let's put the yeah. ball in Hendon's hands, and then it was like. Okay, let's throw it to Cedric. Like, let's the best players. Let's get the ball in their hands. Yeah. All right. Good pod. We'll do. We'll just text out our locks of the week because we've gone so long on this. But we'll we'll text out our locks of the weeks, and next week we'll promise we'll have them on here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. I think. Uh, I think we're we're pretty far in. This is going to be uh, quite a large video. I have to edit. Um, but thank you guys for watching and listening. If you are watching, please subscribe. Hit that notification bell, hit that like button, leave comments, ask us questions. We'd love to answer them. We love all your guys' support. It's it's honestly amazing. And please share with friends and family and tell them what we what we're doing here and you know where you can get this kind of breakdown for these games and understanding and stuff. Uh, if you're just listening, uh, follow, rate, and review, uh, download and re-download. It very much helps. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media at Believe in Tennessee for our Twitter or our main account uh, at rbacon 26 at Kyler Kerbison for myself. And that's on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and again, just always really appreciate you guys. Let's go beat up on Akron. Um, as always, go Vols. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.